catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. (laughs) This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good morning, Birds fans. Appreciate you streaming on in here on Birds 365. You got Mac and Mac, McMullen and McDonald, with a good one plan for you. A couple of our uh, A-list guests, guys who whenever they come on are always entertaining and informing. A couple of K's, Jimmy Kemsky and Jeff Kerr, will jump aboard over the course of today's show. Thanks to uh, Kyle Rogers, uh, one of our streamers, who always notes when the show doesn't get started Immediately at eight zero 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 zero, yeah, it's on me again. Not overslept. I was just getting ready for the show. I'm prepping. I Doing research. Over. You're getting oh, ready for the people, Jody. Holy mac! I look over. Seven fifty nine. Where the hell did it go? The last time I checked the clock was seven forty seven. I just got in depth in what I was looking up on the internet, so that's my bad. Uh, fear not. We will give you the full two hours if we've got to go till. Uh, 10.03 to make up for the minute and a half that we missed right at the top. We will do that. I'll suck McMullen into that. That won't be a problem. Uh, so appreciate you streaming on in. Go ahead and hit the like button. You want to make sure that I'm here tomorrow on time? Hit the like button. I like likes. So if you give us enough likes, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm here by yeah, 80000. It's a uh, bold tomorrow. promise, Jody. Bold. It is. But I will yeah. be re- I was in front of the damn computer by 6.35. <laughs> It's just, yeah, we try and prep and have things to talk about for the show. And sometimes I lose track of time after 
uh, 7.50 when I'm supposed to be getting ready to log in and uh, hop on the show with you, which we will do for the next two plus hours. Johnny Mac, I got to tell you, the conversation we were having yesterday about Jalen Hurts and his contract status has got legs. I put on Good Morning Football this morning, and here's Michael Robinson, uh, the former Penn State standout NFL uh, player, who is also projecting that the Eagles could give uh, contract extension <clears throat> to uh, Jalen Hurts in the neighborhood of 35 to $40 million. You and I have been batting this back and forth for a couple of months now. Now that the season. Yeah, it'd be nice if we got some credit, but boom, pro football talk uh, picks it up and bang everybody. We've been talking about it for months. Yeah. This is the way the Eagles do business. This is the year after this year, they will make a decision on Jalen Hurts. I don't know what that decision is going to be. It might not even be overt. But they will make a decision, and by that I mean I go back to Dallas Goddard last year. We knew the Eagles wanted to extend Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard was willing to wait and wait and wait and wait because he knew what the the money was going to be at the end of the rainbow or he felt very comfortable, comfortable about it, and he got good advice. And to be honest, I'm, you know, he probably could have got more money if he waited – until after the season, and he ultimately, we want to call it caved in or whatever in November. But I use Dallas as an example because we knew, we knew behind the scenes that the Eagles were working to get him extended. That was, he was, they wanted him extended the day before the season. He was first in line, even before Jordan Mailata. Um, They couldn't get it done. But they organizationally made the decision. All right, this is a player, is a foundational piece. This is a player we want to get to. Jalen Hurts could very well, you know, have a good season and say, you know what, I deserve more than that. And he might not, he might want to bet on himself. But that's a lot of money, though. <laughs> it's good. We've seen it with Lamar Jackson, who's willing to bet on himself. Um, so you never know from the player's perspective. It always takes two people. But the Eagles, the Eagles will make a decision on Jalen Hurts. And it might be everything from massive extension to we can't get another quarterback, so he's got to play out the final year of his rookie deal. But but they will make a decision on Jalen Hurts after this season. And that's just the way they do business. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. I, yeah, I disagree with you, uh, and I did yesterday, and I still do today. Uh, you are discounting the possibility of the Eagles uh, using the final year of the contract for Jalen Hurts to uh, play all the way through, and then the possibility of the franchise tag. I, I think that it is a, a real possibility. As a matter of fact, I think that, that uh, there, there are three potential scenarios. I put this out on uh, my Twitter last night as a poll question before I opt on WIP. Um, that starting the 2023 season, after Jalen Hurts has the season that he has this year, one of three things is going to happen. Either he's going to get a extension in the neighborhood of 25, 35 to $40 million because he has an outstanding season. <clears throat> he's going to spit the bed and the Eagles going to go, no, no, we need to change this now. Glad we didn't go down this road because he's not a franchise quarterback. We've got to get one. And they use the draft capital they have to either draft one or make a trade to get a different quarterback. 
or they say, Jalen, you're going to have to prove it one more year and you're going to have to play on the final year of your contract. And he is a quasi lame duck quarterback. I personally think that one has a better chance of happening than the others, that he will start his fourth year under his rookie deal without a contract extension, not being traded because to get the contract extension is going to have to be pretty damn good. I'm not sure about that. To get uh, someone else in here as quarterback means he's going to have to be pretty damn bad. I don't think that's happening. If he plays much like he did last year, they're still going to be sitting in the, well, we're not really sure category. It was easy for Dallas Goddard. You could see Dallas Goddard was a franchise-type tight end, and they eventually got the deal done. Once Jordan Mailata flashed what he had last year, it was pretty damn easy to decide, holy mackerel, this kid's a monster. We got to get him signed. I just don't think that uh, that uh, Jalen Hurts will either be good enough or bad enough for us to be able to say at the end of the year, oh, definitely, here's what the Eagles have to do. I think they're going to be left in the middle. Well, I, you know, I never shut the door 100%. So if you're talking about the franchise tag, there's always a small percentage. The Eagles tend to be able to get things done. Other teams don't. Other teams are more apt to use the franchise tag. Um, especially at a position like quarterback. The only way I see the franchise tag coming into play is if Jalen Hurts plays at a franchise tag level this year and Jalen Hurts and doesn't want the extension because he thinks he can get more money, Lamar Jackson territory, then he plays that well again next year and then the Eagles have to – and then they're still haggling and, and the Eagles have to put the tag – but here's the thing about the tag. It's massive now for the quarterback position for obvious reasons. It's only going up, Jody. That number is going to be extraordinary uh, by the time it's time for Jalen Hurts to get on that train. So the Eagles, from my perspective, I've, not, I've seen no evidence that this team will go the, the – the Washington at the time Redskins were out with Kirk Cousins, or you mentioned Dak Prescott yesterday, the Cowboys are willing to do that kind of thing. And that's why I said, that's just not the way the Eagles do business. They will work something out. Then you have Jalen Hurts as part of it. Jalen Hurts is not that kind of guy. If you offer him $40 million, he's going to go, all right, I'm part of this team, baby. I'm a leader. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be happy with $40 million on a, you know, five-year contract or whatever it ends up being four years, three, even three years. If he wants to get back to, to free agency as quickly as possible, some people are going that route. Um, he's not that kind of guy. He, he, that part, it, it's interesting to me because people bring up, you know, Jalen is such a leader, the leadership, the intangible part, which I all agree with and say, you know, he'll sign for $20 million. Now I don't agree with that. He's not a dummy. Um, he knows what the market is. His agency knows what the market is. But when he, when you, when you come back to him with something representable, yeah, then I think that's part of the equation that he's not going to be hard line. I'm going to milk every single cent out of the Philadelphia Eagles as humanly possible. I just don't think he's that type of player. Could be wrong. Uh, I doubt I'm wrong. But I always leave the door open. To me, the franchise tag is about he plays so well for two consecutive seasons and the Eagles have nowhere else to go and they have to keep him and then they'll put the tag on him. But it's it's 
from my perspective, it's not even that part of it is not even worth debating because the other parts of it are the the more likely parts is he's going to be kind of good like last year, but not good enough. And then it becomes the difficult, and that's the difficulty of the decision because of the going rate for he's kind of good, but he's not in the top tier elite status. Do you right, want to be in that then, category? Then let me ask you. If he performs as you d- just described, what are the Eagles going to do? I think they'll look for a quarterback next year. You think they're going to go in another direction? I do. Okay. Now, there's also that part of it you have to say, just because you want a quarterback and just because you want Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, you got to go get him. Yeah. Easier and if, said if, than done. Exactly right. Yeah. And it, 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 if Jalen Hurts it plays kind of good, and makes the playoffs again and you're one and done, well, guess what? You're probably not going to be in a position to get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Right. So then what do you do? Then you have to look at the veteran market. Who's going to be there? Is it going to be short-term? Is it going to be long-term? And that's where playing out the fourth year of his contract uh, can come into play because he's still, you know, somebody brought up Sam Bradford to me and I was trying to explain to him. It's not comparable because Sam – Hey, Sam was 29 years old. He was a veteran quarterback. He was a free agent, and he wasn't that good. Jalen Hurts is still under contract through 2023, so the yep. Eagles have his rights. If they just if they can't get better, yeah, they could let him play out the rookie year, uh, his rookie deal. But my point is, Jody, and where we kind of diverge is that's a decision. If they do that, they're indicating to you. We're going, we're trying to get a quarterback. And this whole time they're doing that, it will be very evident they're trying to get a quarterback from the backstage machinations. They will be trying to get a quarterback. Now, again, two to tango, easier said than done, blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. But the Eagles have shown in the past they're very inventive and they'll get somebody. You you will know is, is, is my point. Right. And as I said, I put this up on Twitter last night and I wanted to see what Eagle Nation felt as far as a breakout went. And as a matter of fact, playing on his fourth year of his rookie deal is actually the leader in the clubhouse for getting the most votes. Um, As optimistic as we think Eagle fans are, Jalen Hurts being that good that he basically forces the Eagles hand to give him the contract extension in the $35 million neighborhood is the third choice. Uh, Most is Jalen Hurts on his fourth year rookie deal, 41% draft or go elsewhere. As you suggest, they can kind of make that decision, but not necessarily act on it immediately. But at some point you just got to say, all right, the season started what they do. What they were thinking about doing, what they're laying the groundwork for is one thing. What actually transpires is another. Somebody's got to be the quarterback for the Eagles in 2023. Having someone else being able to pull it off and get another quarterback, either via the draft or a trade, is the second choice at 38%. And Hurts getting the contract extension is only at 20.9%. So Eagle Nation kind of believes, I'm glad to see, they're in the middle with me. That's what I think is going to happen that there's not going to be a decision by this time next year. The Eagles will not have extended Jalen Hurts. They will not have traded for and or gotten another quarterback. It's going to be Jalen Hurts, and he's still going to be on his rookie deal. That's what I see as the most likely scenario, at least those who 
chimed in on my uh, Twitter poll last night. See if the exact. Well, the only thing we differ then is the, 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 the semantics of the decision. The Eagles will have made the decision. If they can't go up and get CJ Stroud, if they can't go up and get Bryce Young, if they can't get a veteran quarterback, um, they will have made the decision. They might have to look, you have to put somebody at quarterback. If they, if, if they're not able to get somebody better, they have to go Jalen Hurts. But long term, they will have made the decision. Okay, we're going in a different direction. Whether we get this quarterback and how we will do everything humanly possible with the two first round picks to do it. Um, and I think ultimately he's proven he will do it. But that to me is the more important part. The organization will be making a decision. I'd put it at 90 over 90% after this season on Jalen Hurts. They right. will make a decision. And I, I understand the point you're trying to make. Maybe it's because I put more into action. Having a decision behind closed doors, putting a guy out there like Jalen Hurts as the quarterback, knowing full well you don't really want him as the quarterback, yeah, that's not good business. I'm no. sorry. It's just and it's not. why I say they're not going to do it. They're not going to put a lame duck quarterback out there. So they're either going to extend – Jalen Hurts, the Dallas Cowboys will do that. The Washington Redskins slash football team slash commanders will do that. The Eagles aren't going to do that. And they're going to find a way if they don't believe in Jalen Hurts to get another quarterback. That's that's what I believe. I think it's very unlikely he plays out the fourth year of his deal without an extension uh, unless they don't want him, unless they don't want him long-term and they're not capable of, of replacing him in the short term. Yeah, yeah. You, you and I do see it differently because I think there is a distinct possibility that they'll be okay with, all right, we'll take another year to decide. Is it the optimum thing? No, you'd rather have uh, organizational confidence that this is the guy we're going forward with. But if you can't get a better quarterback or put your chips in somebody else's pile and you can't make that deal, but you're not confident enough to give him a hundred million dollar contract extension then you have to say we got to go another year and, and give him a chance to prove well, whether you know, he Howie, has risen how he's done a magnificent job you know putting together assets and he started this process with three first round picks we all know it turned into one and they got aj brown the quarterback class wasn't great he's got he kicked one of those assets back the next year so he's got multiple assets again can't keep doing that every year you can't, you know, you, you got to pull the trigger at some point at the game's most important position. So that to me is another reason why the Eagles will be making a decision on Jalen Hurts. And hopefully it's a positive one. He gets an extension. It's real easy because the Eagles have shown my lot of Goddard, Sweat, Maddox, A.J. Brown, even though he was in a different organization, they're going to identify people early for extensions because if you wait, Jody, and and we got to get Jimmy Kemsky. I see him in the green room. Um, you're gonna. It's just going to be more and more expensive. Right. And when it, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert come down the pike, people think thirty million dollars is a lot for quarterbacks now. It's not a lot. And in two years from now, it's going to look like a bargain. If Jalen Hurts earns it, I hope he's ready to cash a forty million dollar per year check. But he's got to earn it this year, and I'm not sure that's going to be the case. I don't think he's going to blow up either, and we're going to be going, hold on, get us more tape of Bryce Young, because we Eagles have to get another quarterback. I'm not sure we're going to be there either. 
I think we're going to be right in the middle where we are right now. In the middle with us is going to be Jimmy Kensky. Ian Philly Voice is going to jump into our little dumpster fire right here on Birds 365. <laughs> News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, I fake them up. Mama, go up, up, up. <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. guests to join us this morning uh, from phillyvoice.com jimmy kemsky who just wrapped up his dumpster fire off-season column of the national league east uh one of the things i look most forward to during the off-season so jk first and foremost thanks for coming on good job on the dumpster fire we're surely going to get to it but i got to get you to weigh in first the thing that mcmo and i've been kicking around for two days now. actually for a couple of weeks if not a couple of months, couple of months now months. but we've got a month <laughs> a little more formalized the last couple of days if I give you these three options, one of these three things has to happen with the Eagles. The Eagles have to be in this position 10 months from now. Either Jalen Hurts will be the starting quarterback of the Eagles with a nice $100 million plus contract extension mm -hmm. in his back pocket, 
the Eagles will have decided, yeah, Jalen's not a franchise quarterback, and they'll go out and do what they have to do to get a different quarterback to be their quarterback going forward. Or Jalen's still here, and he's on the fourth year of his contract, and it's kind of a make-good year for him. Which of those three scenarios is most likely, in your uh, opinion? Yeah, I think number two is the most likely. Um they already tried to, I mean, just look at what they did this offseason. They tried to get Russell Wilson and Deshaun yeah. Watson, and those yeah. that never really people left that. the ground because <laughs> neither guy wanted to play for Philly. Yeah. And if the 2022 draft had better quarterbacks available, then I think the Eagles would have been aggressive in trying to get one. But as we saw, one quarterback got drafted in the first two rounds, like not even yeah. that round one first two rounds. One guy went. And of course that was Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. Um, so if you liked Kenny Pickett, then maybe you take him with one of your three first round picks. Evidently they didn't, so they didn't take him. So um, yeah, I, I think they're going to ride with Hertz. Well, not, I think obviously they're going to ride with Hertz in 2022 uh, when 2023 comes around. Um, and obviously, you know, we got to see how Jalen plays uh, during the 2022 season. If they have a run in the playoffs and, you know, the uh, contract extension makes sense, then, you know, certainly they'll do that. Um, but if uh, they fall, you know, if, if, if Hertz doesn't improve or the improvements are only, um, you know, like you just make small improvements, then, yeah, uh, I think they're going to aggressively seek to either draft a quarterback in the 2023 draft where the class is uh, projected to be far better than it was in 2022. Uh, and you, and I guess we'll have to see, you know, which veterans become unhappy with their teams next year, next off season as, as it seems to be the, uh, the, 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 the recent trend in the NFL. And uh, you know, I think they'll explore trade opportunities if they're available as well. But again, we got to see how he plays. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you know, you brought up at your Eagles dumpster fire piece and Jimmy, you know, does every team in the NFC. So he doesn't give a pass to the home team. <laughs> there is this sort of group. And I agree with you. Like we don't think about what if Jalen Hurts gets worse <laughs> as right. a quarterback. And to his credit, it hasn't happened yet. He's gotten yeah. incrementally better throughout his career, but that's kind of rare. You usually have these ebbs and flows. I think if he does get worse, I think it's an easy decision. Oh, no for yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and the argument behind him potentially declining is you look at the end of the year last year, the Giants had a plan for him and he really struggled against them in especially in the one game. The other game he was a little better. And then the, the Buccaneers, they had a plan for him and the passing offense like didn't even look functional in that game. So yeah. uh, the other two late games that year were both against Washington. And, you know, I don't know if you just throw those out because they had like 15 guys on COVID, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, certainly they weren't, they, they weren't up to full strength uh, in those games. So it would have been nice to see, you know, uh, him play against, I guess, better by the way, I love games. the Zoolander reference. I try <laughs> to get a Zoolander reference in every year during the coaching cycle. I okay. get a Mugatu reference. Cause okay. He's the hot candidate. He's the handsome candidate. <laughs> so you hot want, right now. can't go left. The Ambi Turner, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the I guess deficiencies in his game last year was if you kept him in the pocket or you, you at least didn't let him leak out to the right side. This is what the Buccaneers did to him in that playoff game. They if they if he was going to escape the pocket, make sure he goes to the left 
and make him, you know, go that way. He's not as comfortable throwing to that side of the field, first of all, either from the pocket or on the run, but certainly on the run, he's not as comfortable going that way. So it's, you know, he's going to have, the teams are going to have a year of film and tendencies on him and he's going to have to adjust. And I don't think it's, it's, you know, I don't think it's set in stone that he's going to improve I think he will. I think I think he will improve in 2022, but I don't think it's a certainty that he will. Jimmy, one of the things you have in your Eagle Dumpster Fire column on phillyvoice.com today that I do have to disagree with is <laughs> last year, the Eagles had an advantage over a lot of teams they played because the other teams were tremendously hurt, if not yeah. completely crippled by injury. Yet the Eagles were as healthy as, as God uh, could ever want. That's going to happen again this year because the Eagles have figured it out. <laughs> don't practice, you don't get hurt. That's the, that's the key to staying healthy is don't practice and you'll be perfectly fine. And they're planning on doing the exact same thing this year. Yeah, the point that you make there is, uh, yeah, I mean, they had Brandon Graham and, and they lost uh, Brandon Brooks, of course. And those were the two big uh, losses for them last year. And you look at some of the teams they played, like the Saints, for example, they didn't have... Yeah. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, both are starting like great offensive tackles Heck, in yeah. Teron Armstead and Ryan yeah. Ramchek. They didn't have their, their one, I, don't, I don't know if you played left guard or right guard, but Andrews Pete. Andrews Pete yeah. Starting quarterback, Jameis Winston was out. They started Trevor Simeon in that game. Like, that, yeah, you're talking about, you know, four or five Pro Bowl players that were out of that game. Then, as I mentioned earlier, you had the two Washington games. Those, those Washington teams were totally depleted against the and then you know of course you're facing a combination of Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm uh, in one of those Giants games so yeah I mean the Eagles had good injury health and the opponents that they faced generally did not I do think there is something to the idea that they were you know maybe a little healthier because they had a weaker training camp or not weaker but you know like a a less a less active training camp I do think there is something to that of course the flip side of that is you know how um, you know, and this is, of course, very difficult to quantify. But you know, what did they lose on the field because they had shorter practices and they had less physical practices? I think one thing that you can maybe point to is early in the season they were on a pace to break like the all-time NFL record for penalties in a season, and that got yeah. cleaned up as the season went yeah. along. But early in the season, that was a major problem for this team. I don't know if you can equate that to you know. Uh, shorter training camp practices or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I, I it, it is sort of like an interesting debate on whether to go hard or not in training camp. But I did, I do actually think there was something to not the whole thing, obviously, but there was something to them staying a little healthier than they might've, might've otherwise, if they hadn't had a, well, they uh, certainly think so. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, the organization does, and I don't know, from my perspective, I think it's a little bit haughty to think that uh, we we're ahead of everybody as far as limiting <laughs> right. injuries. You know, Chip Kelly was here. The sports science, the Eagles were sort of the ground floor yeah. of all of this. And they kept a lot of that when Chip left. Mm-hmm. But they had a lot of old players and, yeah. as they got successful. And they had a lot of injuries. Doesn't come down because if you think about Brandon Graham, as you mentioned, sure. Brandon Brooks, Isaac Sayamalo, what do they have in common? They're veteran players who played yeah. a lot of football. Don't older people just get injured? I know I do. I might get up out of this chair this morning and pull a hamstring. Isn't that just natural? I have like two, two. I have to do two months of rehab 
for freaking <laughs> tennis elbow. <laughs> I've never played a, 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 a match. I've never played a tennis match in my life. But but yeah, certainly the the more you age, uh, the the more susceptible you are to injury. Like no question about it. And I think the roster has maybe got. I'd have to take a look, but I think it actually kind of has maybe gotten a little bit younger the last couple of yeah. years. They had those two straight years where yeah. they only made five draft picks. They made 10 draft picks overall. What was that? 2018 or 2019? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah that's right. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, I mean, they, they've had these, they, they, I think that hurt them in terms of, uh, you know, sort of reloading the roster with younger players and sort of filling the, the pipeline of young players coming up. But uh, more recently they've had more draft picks, of course, you know, 2022, notwithstanding, they only made five picks this year, of course. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, that certainly factors in as well. And by the way, the, the, this trend of, you know, these shorter training camp practices or, you know, less physical training pra- training camp practices, uh, even in OTAs and minicamp during the, the spring and yeah. summer, that's sort of been a league-wide trend. Um, sure. the, I mean, the Eagles were the only, the Eagles and Bengals were the only teams that just skipped mini camp altogether. But I think for the most part around the NFL, they, they did go lighter across the board. Because the players negotiated it into the collective bargaining agreement. That's all they ever win. They don't actually get any more money from the owners. They just get less <laughs> practice time. Uh, I got to love your 10th and final uh, Eagle dumpster fire note today. And I'm uh, guessing that it's a late ad the 2022 <laughs> Eagles have some dream team vibes. Yeah. Well, that's Miles Sanders opening the door for Kemski to walk through this week by calling <laughs> the Eagles an all-star team. Been there, done that. I guess Miles wasn't paying attention during the dream team era of the Philadelphia Well, he's Eagles. 14. I looked it up. Miles was 14 when he was, 14. was popping up. Wasn't so. in high school yet. So he yeah. wasn't paying attention. So we'll cut him a little slack. Uh, not exactly the same. I think part of the dream team problem was when Vince Young went there, Vince Young was counting on Vince Young, and Vince Young wasn't a player at that time. Miles could actually almost get away with saying it does make it right, but he can because he's going to be the Eagles' lead back. Uh, give us the history lesson, Jimmy. How detrimental do you think that quote was? Is this year's Miles Sanders quote really along those lines? All right, did Jimmy freeze up on it there? No, I don't think, you know, Miles Sanders' quote is going to have any impact yeah. whatsoever on the, their record in 2022 or how they perform in 2022. We're losing I, Jimmy one, Tone. Can you unrecollect. put him in the green room, try to get him back? We'll, Let's see uh, if that works. Let's we'll see if that works. Reconnect with uh, Jimmy Kemsky coming up in just here. Second. Vince Young. Dream team quote. When he made that at Lehigh, of course, uh, they hadn't come back to Philly. Still having some issues. Are you having issues or just yeah? Me? Uh, Jimmy's breaking up on us, freezing up on us. Uh, we will attempt to reestablish the connection. Uh, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to get Jeff Kerr up here from CBS Sports. We're going to beat up on him uh, because it was so CBS. CBS. What got... is what is Kerr running at CBS? Not only did you have that, you had something else. What happened? What else happened, Joe? Yeah, they, they put together a uh, oh, top 10 cornerback list. list. 
uh, which yeah. Darius Slay is nowhere to be found on. I'm sorry, Darius Slay is one of the top cornerbacks yeah, in the National he's Football League. Top 10. So, yeah, we got a chance to beat up on, on Jeff Kirk coming up next hour. But we want to continue to ask uh, Jimmy Kemsky a couple questions. Well, I got to we'll get to the dumpster bars about the Giants. And I want to know how we cut it down to 10 with the Giants and the Commander. I want to know how we cut it down to 10 and had any on-the-field stuff with the Washington Commanders. Yeah, you don't even point. have to go yeah, on the you, field. No no need to go on the field with yeah. Washington to come up with 10 uh, fires that they've had to put out this offseason. Yeah, the only ones they had to do any work for was to come up with 10 for the Eagles and come up with 10 for the Cowboys. Wasn't easy. I, he did it, uh, and it's an intriguing and interesting article, uh, but he had to put a little effort in on those two. Giants and the Commanders wrote themselves. <laughs> Not much Yeah, by the way... Did. You know, if you're an Eagles fan, that's that's positive because if Jimmy's like he's leaking oil and he's going to the punter and and then the dream team vibes nine and ten with the Eagles, that's a good sign. Yes. If Jimmy, if you can't easily get to ten and how the team's gonna be a dumpster fire, that's that's a that's a good sign. That's a very so, good sign. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing. And we'll see. We're trying to get Jimmy Jimmy back up here. And I'll, Jimmy, while you were gone there, we were talking about getting to 10 when you do this mm-hmm. dumpster fire series. I imagine it was pretty easy with the commanders. In fact, you probably didn't even have to go on the field at all if you didn't want to with the commanders. Probably easy with the Giants. With the Eagles, you had to go to the punter and the dream team yeah. stuff. Is that a good <laughs> sign that you struggle to get to 10? Yeah, it was hard going through the roster and, um, picking out roster holes. I mean, I found safety quarterback and Hunter. So like, you're right. It was hard. I had to come up with sort of uh, reasons other than just, you know, the actual players on the team. Am I breaking up again here? Uh, we'll tell you when you do. You're not a hundred percent, but uh, we'll continue on until uh, we get here. What you <laughs> okay, have to so, say, wait, what do you mean safety? You're not a part of the G- Whiskey Tart fan club? Oh, we got some, Jimmy. We got we some got guys some... who think that he's going to make the Pro Bowl this year with these. Oh, best, one of the best coverage safeties in football, uh, to, to, which is strange uh, that it was in who? the market June June 17th. But, uh. you know, the whole league got it wrong. Yeah, do we know what he signed for? By the way, yet I had not yet. Not. No, not no. yet. It won't be. It won't be more than two million. I imagine. No, uh, I, 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 but I yeah, did I mean, hear he got a little over the veteran minimum. So whatever that would be, probably okay, about two. That million. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, their safeties are going to be Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps more than likely as the starters. And uh, if they play these soft shell defenses like they did last year, then those guys will be protected. But the bigger problem would be if they continue to play these soft shell defenses. So, like, you know, it's, it's not great if they have to protect these safeties. And um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a small roster hole, in my opinion. I think, you know, they're at least competent. It, they're not going to be horrible, but it's certainly not a strength of the team. And you're right. Like, I, I sort of ran out of position, you know, groups to pick on. So I had to go to the punter with with my ninth reason, uh, and you're right about like these other teams in the NFC. I act, or NFC East. I actually didn't have a problem getting to ten for the Cowboys. I didn't have a problem getting to ten uh, for the Giants. Certainly, Cam- Commanders was actually a little harder than than those other two. Um, really? But yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I actually I think their roster well, is okay. Talent wise, I mean, yeah, talent wise, they're not yeah. bad. But I think if you go off the field, you can get to ten pretty easily. Yeah. yeah, they gave me fodder for two, uh, you know, reasons with Jack Del Rio and 
uh, Dan Snyder, of course. But then once you exhaust those, you got to find eight more. So like, it, you know, you can pick on Carson Wentz. I can pick on their linebackers. Uh, you know, you can pick on some some little things here and there, like you know, wide receiver depth. Uh, you know, their corner safety. You know, but it's uh, it's 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 a roster that's really not that bad. I think they'll be more competitive this year than they were a year ago. Especially, I mean, at the end of the year, they're they got killed by COVID and and a lot of other injuries. Uh, J.C. Young and uh, Logan Thomas might not be ready for the start of the season. Uh, but yeah, the, those uh, Dallas was the one that was surprising to me because I really didn't have a problem getting to 10 for them at all. Like the, those, theirs was actually the easiest one to write. Uh, if, 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 you know, I mean, the giants, I guess was really easy too, but the, of the teams that actually have some talent, like the, the Cowboys were the easiest one for me to do between them, the commanders and the Eagles. The commanders could have gotten best two out of three falls on the sideline between their defensive linemen actually <laughs> fighting each other. That's, That's right. Not really a good thing for a team uh, in season. Uh, all right. Uh, back to the Eagles again. And uh, not just the dumpster fire, but making projections for this upcoming season. Of the linebackers Eagle have, and we're not even going to consider Hassan Reddick a linebacker, even though he's going to be playing some there, depending on how you situate your defense and what you designate people as. But uh, we'll keep him as a defensive end, not a linebacker. How do you think the play between Dean and White and Edwards is going to shake out? Amount of snaps on the field, amount of volume. Uh, put them in the order Do you think they'll play the most this year. Edwards, Dean, White. How do you think their snaps break up? So I don't remember if this was on the record or off the record. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yeah, or not, but yeah, yeah. let's just go for it. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> they're cross-training Dean at, at both linebacker spots. So both at the Mike and the Will. Um, so he can he's going to be able to play either spot. We asked, like, is there, I mean, is, is that going to be difficult for him? And he's like, no, that guy is smart as hell. He's going to learn. He's going to pick up both positions like that. In fact, uh, Georgia does more on their defense than we do on our defense uh so he said he didn't he didn't have any uh issues with i mean we're talking about a what was he a mechanical engineer with like a three five or three six gpa at georgia nicobe dean so he's going to pick up the offense and he'll be fine uh i would imagine that tj edwards will be uh will primarily play the mic position and kaiser white will primarily play the will position and i think all three of those guys are going to get playing time um so i don't necessarily know that um you know you can just take two guys and say okay those two guys are going to be the starters um and it's i mean we'll see how, how it plays out in training camp i will say that you know obviously the eagles over the last five six years they seem to sign a linebacker in free agency every year who just doesn't pan does out. They cut them during yeah. camp. They cut them during the season, whatever it may be. So we'll see how Kaiser White plays this year, and we'll see how Nicobe Dean is as a reason. Um, you know, doesn't pan out. Then they still have T.J. Edwards, who was by far the Eagles' best linebacker uh, in 2021, and and is at least a competent player. Yeah, I think he's the most underrated player on the Eagles, T.J. Edwards, mm-hmm. in my in my opinion, coming off last season. We'll see. You know, you got to get better. You can't stand still, but. I think he surprised a lot of people. I do want to rewind to what you said about the Cowboys and it being a little bit easier than you thought. Yeah. Um, They strike me as a very top-heavy team, a lot of top-tier talent, a lot of stars. But once you get past that, is that what you kind of found with the Cowboys? 100%. Like, you look at the the rosters that they had 
you know, around 2010 with like that, that basic time frame with DeMarcus Ware and Tony Romo and Des Bryant, you had a lot of star players at the top and then beyond them, just like, you know, just average starters, not a lot of depth. And I kind of view their roster that way now too, because you have star power in Michael Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Uh, if you want to put Dak Prescott in there, fine. Uh, CD lamb is an emerging player, potential star, but be, beyond those guys and Zach Martin on the offensive line is another one too beyond, but beyond those guys, there's not really much compelling about that team. The two major strengths that we associate with the Dallas Cowboys have for a while is the offensive line. And I think that particular area of the team is very much on the decline. Tyron Smith can't stay healthy. They draft this kid out of Tulsa who is never, you know, he hasn't played guard since high school. So they're going to play him at guard and he's their left guard of the present left tackle of the future. So he's going to play left guard. It's a new position that he has to learn if at some point, not if, but when Tyron Smith goes down inevitably at some point this year, are they going to kick that rookie back out to left tackle after he's been repping at guard all off season? So like, that's a recipe for disaster. In my opinion, they lose Lyle Collins during the off season. They lose Connor Williams during the off season. So they've lost players. They have one guy that's like, he's like late stage Jason Peters, you know, career at this point in Tyron Smith. And then the other one, the other positional group that, you know, we associate with Dallas being really strong is wide receiver over the last few years. I mean, last year heading into the season, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. You want to throw Cedric Wilson, maybe not at the beginning of the season. We weren't thinking of him this way, but he had a good season last year. Yeah. Got beat in free agency. That was a very scary group this year. Cooper's gone. You have CeeDee Lamb still. Michael Gallup is coming back from an ACL tear, but he may not be ready for the start of the season. Whenever he is ready, he may not be 100%. They draft Jalen Tolbert in the third round. I, I guess they, uh, they, they signed James Washington uh, from the Steelers. Never really did much there for them. Uh, but, I mean, you look at them last year and you go, ooh, that's a scary group. This year you go, okay, well, that guy's good. But other than him, not really all that scary. So, like, those are the two major areas. And you look at like the Eagle situation with Jalen Hurts. He's sort of the unproven guy, but everything's there for him. He's got the receivers. He's got the tight end. He's got the offensive line. It's sort of the opposite for Dak, where he's the established guy. But now for the first time in his career, he doesn't have a great cast around him because the offensive line is, is sort of falling apart. The wide receivers aren't as scary as they used to be. Zeke Elliott is, is certainly not the player that he was in his first three, four years in the league. So I, I think it's the ca- the contrast between the Eagles and, and Cowboys is interesting from that perspective. One point, and then one more Cowboy question for you. If Zeke Elliott has the season, I think he's going to have Jerry Jones will never pay another running back again. <laughs> uh, he did it with Emmitt Smith. He did it begrudgingly with Zeke. And yeah, I think it's going in the opposite direction real fast with him. So Jerry will never pay a running back again. Um, what one of the favorite things in your cowboy one that the takeaway regression is coming. Yeah, a- a- analytics say you are one hundred percent dead on right. <laughs> Quick explanation of that for our our listeners. Yeah, so they had thirty four takeaways a season ago that led the NFL. Uh, Trayvon Diggs had eleven interceptions a year ago. He's not getting eleven interceptions again in twenty twenty two. The Cowboys almost certainly aren't going to take the ball away thirty four times again like they did last year. So what I did was I looked at all the teams. Um, I think it was since 2016, whatever gave me a big enough sample size uh, to kind of go off of. Uh, I looked at all the teams that had at least 30 takeaways in a season. And on average, 
first of all, there was, I, I want to say I had like 15 to 20 of them on there. Every single one of them had regression on that front the following year. And on average, those teams had like, I think it was like nine or 10 fewer takeaways uh, the following year than they had, you know, when they had 30 plus turnovers, they also had six defensive touchdowns last year. That doesn't happen all that yeah. often. That's going to, that's not going to happen again, more than likely in 2022. So you're going to see some regression from Diggs in terms of his personal, um, you know, pr- productivity in terms of just taking the ball away. 11 interceptions is a crazy number of interceptions that happen in a season. First of all, quarterbacks are just going to stop throwing at them. Uh, but, but, you know, even if they don't, it's just so hard to match, but their total takeaways are going to come down. And then obviously they're, they're huge plays. The defensive take, the defensive, the defensive touchdowns are also going to come down as well. I mean, that's almost like a stone cold lock that they're going to, you know, have some regression in those three areas. At Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter, you can read his entire dumpster fire series at phillyboys.com. And I guess we'll end with the New York Giants because okay. it's the one team we haven't delved into. <laughs> right. uh, so let's talk medium Pepsis and, uh, you know, <laughs> knocked over trash cans. Isn't it amazing how the Giants were one of those franchises that were so sort of uh, steady and consistent yeah. for years and years and years? like him or hate him. Most people in Philadelphia hate him for obvious reasons. Yeah. Well-respected organization. They've done a 180 uh, since Jerry Reese pretty much got fired. Yeah. And, and they moved on from the Tom Coughlin era. It's been every coach, you know, every two years, a change at coach. We know Dave Gettleman, disaster GM. You started with the owner. That's, that's a bit of a surprise with the Giants. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's the constant there. I mean, you mentioned they've had they change they change over the uh, coaching staff every couple of years. I mean, we're talking about Ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer was. Why yeah. would you hire Pat Shermer? That's <laughs> why. What did he bring to the table? Now you're bringing in Brian Dable. They hope he can turn it around. Gettleman, I don't know how they kept they they kept they kept him in place as long as they did. Okay, you know, admit the mistake and replace him already. I mean, he, he was there like four years. It's crazy that he lasted that long. So. I look at them and, you know, they and the, and the Jets are tied for the worst record in the NFL over the last five years. That's amazing. New Isn't York it? football. Jody's got to go on WFAN <laughs> with that New York football. Wow. Yeah, here's the good news. If I'm going on FAN now, the Mets and the Yankees are two of the best teams in baseball. Yeah. You don't need to talk well, about it. It's a baseball town. It's the only yeah. town left. It's a baseball town. That's why. But in writing theirs, it was fun recapping everything that happened to them during the 2021 season. I mean, I can't recall just as disastrous of a season as they had last year. So, you know, preseason, you have Jason Garrett saying, call me coach to the media. (laughs) You have week one, uh, uh, Joe Judge tries to uh, challenge a a non-challengeable play on a touchdown. Week two, they have the the play where Dexter Lawrence jumps off sides on the field goal. They get <laughs> and gets the re kick and they make it and they lose like a, like an instant classic like you know just wreck you know just ruin a, a win. Uh, you have the media you know, the free uh, you know medium Pepsi. That's at the end of the year, by the way. They yeah. had fan appreciation day when the team was like four and ten and they get a free medium Pepsi. Then people get to the stadium. You couldn't even and, get it. Yeah. And they're told that it's one free medium Pepsi per 
account holder for season tickets. So if a season ticket holder has four tickets, you only get one medium Pepsi. <laughs> so like, yeah, but all that going on, you have Joe judge at the end of the year after a bad bears loss. I think they had like minus 10 passing yards in one game against the bears. After the, after that game, he had this long rant. He says, this ain't no clown show. Uh, and then, you know, week 18, they, uh, what happened week? Oh, the, uh, the, the double QB sneak, uh, from within their own five yard line. Um, when I get room was, to punt, is that room to punt? Is it was, that, yeah, they, need, yeah. He, they he felt they needed room to punt. Uh, so they ran QB sneaks on second and third down, and they were just destroyed on social media after they did that. Like nobody was paying attention to that game because it's Washington and New York has no, it's, I mean, it's only for a draft position at that point. And somehow that game became interesting just because of those two QB sneaks. So, I mean, just from, from start to finish, their season last year was an absolute disaster. By the end of the year, I thought they were the worst team in the NFL. And yeah, don't forget, you know, Judge the, saying everybody wants to play for me as well. That's yeah, right. That's right. right. Here's yeah. that. Now I'm going to uh, – here comes the ire on the uh, stream here. Yeah. They lost their last how many games in a row? Giants, five, uh, six? I'd have to look it up. I, don't I know. think they, I yeah, think they lost their last six games. And they got beat by they played Tampa and got crushed by Tampa. Their only win in their last yeah, game well, that's true. was <laughs> against yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> right. and yeah. Jalen Hurts played the worst game of his career. So as yeah. big a dumpster fire as the Giants were. Oh, and they were. Yeah. They did find yeah. a way that's to true. That was the worst game. Like their yeah. season down the toilet bowl. Yeah, what was that game? 13-7, I think. Yeah. yeah. 13, but 13, you know 7. what? The Eagles should have won. Went it. for the ages. Didn't send that tape off the canton <laughs> afterwards. I can guarantee you that. If Jalen oh, Rager caught Jalen the Rager football. Yeah. 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 And and Boston but, Scott had a bad fumble, I think, in yeah, that game. Yeah. But yeah. They still yeah. should have won the game as bad as Jalen played. <laughs> That's right. The one thing I gave Jalen Rager credit for was he came out and talked to us after that game, yeah. Jimmy. And I, you know, he doesn't have to in the COVID era. So he gave him credit. Sure. For accountability, but boy, yeah, that was a stinker. That was a stinker, no doubt about it. J.K., we appreciate your dumpster fire series. And just quickly, uh, I I think you and I have done this on the mm-hmm. before. Be the WIP. The first time I ever saw one of them, I said, "Holy mackerel, Kemsky's <laughs> in a bad mood. He's just killing this team. They're not as bad." The whole <laughs> oh, dumpster right. fire aspect of it went completely <laughs> over my head. That's funny. so. That's shame on me because uh, I thought. Jesus, I like Jimmy, but he's being heavy-handed on one side here. What the hell is he doing? And then I kind of figured it out. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's an exercise of pointing out every flaw I can find. Yeah. You do a great <laughs> job with it. It's one of the best things during the offseason. Glad to get you on this week when you wrapped it up. You know we're going to be getting you on plenty as the season arrives. Thanks much for jumping in this morning. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Jimmy. Jimmy Kemsky of phillyvoice.com. I, uh, By the way, I like how Jimmy ended his Eagles dumpster fire. He he number 10 was the Eagles have some dream team vibes, talking about the Miles quote, Vince Young, blah, blah, blah. And he said there are a few things more obnoxious than competent Eagles fans. I say this with love, of course. Please don't hurt me or my family. Thanks. <laughs> Yes, there are. Uh, it swings both ways here in Philadelphia. There are overly optimistic Eagle fans who think they're going to win the Super Bowl every single year, and they do it with a straight face. And then you have a Negadelphia aspect that the 
nothing is ever going to go right and the town is cursed and we've got a bunch of idiots that play here and work here. It is amazing, the two bookend opposites of the Philadelphia fan base. All right, uh, McDonald and McMullen here with you on Birds 365. Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports, coming up in about, oh, 25 minutes from now. So keep it where you've got it. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake them out. Mama, go. Oh, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You got your back, guys. McMullen and McDonald here with you on Birds 365. First hour in the book, second hour yet to come, including our buddy Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports joining us. And, yeah, we're going to bust Jeff's chops a little bit because CBS was the one who got Miles Sanders to go on record and say, oh, it's like playing on an all-star team. <laughs> Sorry, Miles. You got to know your Philadelphia history before you put a quote like that out there. And also, uh, and it wasn't Jeff Kerr who wrote the article. It was another one of uh, CBS Sports uh, NFL writers who did so, 
but put together a top 10 list of cornerbacks in the NFL. And we're not begrudging him the lists because we do lists here on Birds 365 and others do. John's got his Sports Illustrated uh, top 25 Eagles list uh, that he's putting out with Eddie Kratz over on their site. Uh, so everybody does lists at this time of year. We just think they shortchanged an Eagle individual and we're going to blame Carp for it because he's a CBS guy. And they came up with the list and dissed uh, Big Play Slice. So we'll have uh, some fun with that coming up in a bit. Um, but the Miles Sanders quote, yeah, it's got, it really has nothing to do with The Eagles were what they were that year. Do I think that because Vince Young raised the bar and put more pressure on the Eagles. That's why they had as bad a season as they did that year, underachieving season. No, I just no. think they were a lesser squad. Vince Young overstated it. I don't think it had a direct effect on the game. I just think he was wrong. I think he overstated how good that team was before that season started. There are some people that kind of agree with Miles Sanders. I don't know that I would go all-star team, but – uh, Peter King, even though he's not writing, he's on vacation, did on Twitter, put out that he thinks the Eagles are a top four team in the NFC. So Miles is not alone here, J-Mac, uh, to think that this can be a very good year for the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's my question for you. What is Miles Sanders going to have to do with it? Last year of a contract, the Eagles right now have uh, four backs in camp, one of which undrafted free agent. Um, but two guys who were here last year, Howard has not come back. They did not upgrade the running back position. And I'm sorry, adding an undrafted free agent. If it turns out to be an upgrade, more power to him. But I don't think we can call it that right now. What kind of season is Miles Sanders looking at this year? Well, before I get into that, and I've been talking about that a lot, because I've got kind of uh, I've gotten the pendulum effect. You know, I think Eagles fans overrated him drastically after his rookie season. Now I think they're being too hard on him going into the final season of his rookie contract. But before, before I get to that, I, you know, his quote, and you, you can read this at jacobsports.com was, we all feel like we're on an all-star team. So we feel great. He's talking about the offense after adding A.J. Brown. We feel unstoppable. I'm not going to lie. And that's what everybody runs with. He did say after that, which everybody forgets, but we've got to see. It's going to come down to camp, taking it day by day, putting everything together. So he did put the caveat on it, like essentially saying we look good on paper, but that doesn't mean anything. But we know how these things work, and that's what we're going to rip Jeff Kerr about. And everybody runs with the first part of it and doesn't put the context on it, which yeah, doesn't and, matter. And, you know, I'm not going to rip. It wasn't Kerr. No, it's but not Even Kerr. at that, I'm no. only going to gently rip Kerr because, yeah, JM, you can't. The horse is out of the barn. You open up the barn door. There goes the horse down the pen. And you go, yeah, but wait a minute. We got to wait and see. Well, no, the friggin' horse is running away. Once you go all. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All-star, you've gone all-star. There's no reeling it back thereafter. If he said, listen, we've got to wait for camp. We've got to do our work. But we really do like the talent. Placing it one in front of the other does change the effect that it has. And well, he went all-star well, first my and then tried to cover his rear end on the backside. No, my argument, Jody, is, Look, I said yesterday on the show, this is going to blow up. Uh, you know, this is going to, and I brought up Vince and Vince Young. Yeah. First of all, and you and I agree, mm. you know, Vince Young had nothing to do with the 2011 Eagles underachieving. And the fact that anybody would take a backup quarterback's word for anything, because he was a backup quarterback at the time, backing up Michael Vick, um, that's your fault. I'm right. not talking to you. I'm talking to the, uh, that's your fault. If you're going to Miles Sanders and saying, oh, Miles Sanders said they're an all-star team. Well, Miles ain't an all-star. Jordan Mailata might be. Jason Kelsey. Uh, Lane Johnson. Uh, Dallas Goddard might be. Uh, A.J. Brown might be. You can even maybe even push it down to Devontae Smith if you want to go really far. Miles is not in that group. So that's your fault. And again, I'm not talking about you, Jody, but if people out there are taking all this that seriously. And second of all is the world we live in where there's a live microphone 10 feet away from all of us at all times with people's phones and, you know, this stuff is it. It's a guy's promoing a youth football camp in the Pittsburgh area. You know, he's doing sort of a press junket this week and he's talking to a bunch of people. And you say stuff off the cuff. My point is, who cares? But to get back to Miles as a player, and I wrote this on jacobsports.com as well about a week ago, in that I don't know what people expect with this guy. I mean, they're expecting these antiquated 1,250-yard rushers. They don't exist anymore, which I keep telling people. Look, look at the numbers. They don't exist. Last year was Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb. That's it. That's the list. And they played 17 games, Jody, more games than ever before. Right. Uh, now, the problem with Miles is he's got to stay healthy, right? Um, if he plays 17 games, <clears throat> and that's, you know, he hasn't been able to do that the past two seasons. Last year, if you project just his performance over 17 games, he would have been the sixth leading rusher in the NFL. Is that good enough? I think it's good enough. When he's out there, he's effective enough when he's out there. Point is, he's got to be out there. I'd love for him to get better as a pass catcher. Probably not going to happen. But you have Kenny Gainwell. I'd love to have him get better as a pass protector. Probably not going to happen because he's not going to be out there on third down. So it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, and, And then the third part is, I'd like for him to take what's blocked for him a little bit more and, and instead of trying to hit the home run all the time. But on that third one, 5.5 yards a carry, I'll take that. 
I'll take that. Uh, so I don't know what people are expecting out of Miles Sanders, but he's a good, good running back, not a great running back. Always has been, probably always will be until his time is up. But if we are dissecting and maybe a little overanalyzing what Miles said, he also did say he needs more opportunities. And your first response to my first response would be, Miles, if you're not dressed, you're not getting any opportunities. Yeah. If you're hurt, you don't get opportunities. So first things first, stay healthy for 17 games. I guarantee you get more opportunities because you're just going to be in the game. But even in the games that you are healthy for and have been healthy for before, he wants more opportunities. And, John, I'm, I'm making a prediction here. The Eagles are going to lose some games this year. Right now, I think both are you and I sure? have winning, winning 10. Uh, so they're going to lose seven games. Maybe they win 11, and then they only lose six. Uh, we'll go with that for uh, today's purposes. In those six games, <clears throat> how many times afterwards do you think outspoken Eagle Nation is going to say, well, we lost because we didn't run the football enough. After being the leading rushing football team in the NFL last year, we all assume the Eagles are going to run it less this year. When they lose, is that not going to be a major topic of conversation? Oh, every well, we got to run time. the ball more. Why don't we run the ball time. more? Why do we throw the ball as often as we did? I'm guaranteeing you minimum five out of six, if not six out of six games that the Eagles lose this year. One of the main talking points oh, afterwards yeah. no is going question. to be we didn't run the ball enough. No question. There is a group of Philadelphia fans that we talk. Not everybody, as you mentioned, and we're talking about it with the overly confident Eagles fans. There's a group that has not advanced past the 1980s. And all they want is to run the football. And on the other side, all they want is sacks um, on, on the defensive side. And they've never advanced towards that. They've never advanced past that. It's a completely different game. They want Buddy Ryan. Um, they want that era of football. They want to run the football. Look, last year is the best you're ever going to get as a running game. That's it. And, and and it had to do with the quarterback being the plus one, as they call it, um, having opening things up for the running backs who were good, not great. You have the great offensive line. Uh, you, ha you have the unbelievable yards per carry. Uh, the efficiency of the running game. That's as high as it's going in the modern NFL. And remember, even though the Eagles were number one uh, uh, ranked in the entire NFL when it comes to the ground game, they didn't want to be. They only did it because they had to and they couldn't throw the ball. They don't want to be that. They don't want to be that. So the sooner you understand that, and again, I'm not talking about you, Jody. I'm talking to the fans. The sooner you understand it, what do they say about if you have a problem, you got to accept it first before you can solve it? The sooner you accept that, maybe you can get over that hump. They want to throw the football. But, yeah, when they lose, especially if they lose ugly, and remember, you tend to lose games you're behind in, right, Jody? So part of it's baked into the fact, oh, yeah. hey, if you're down 10 points, you guess what? You got to throw the football in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Common sense. But, but yeah, that, everybody's going to say. You that's where Miles' quote is going to come into play. He's yeah. going to be able to say, yeah, see, I need more opportunities. 
that uh, we don't run the football enough. I, I do believe that's the way it's going to go this year. I'm in lockstep with your analysis of what the Eagles will attempt to do, what they prefer to do, certainly going out and giving up what they gave up and signing the contract to A.J. Brown kind of dictates what they're going to do. They're going to try and throw the football more this year. And those who want to run the football are going to say, yeah, but it's the same quarterback. If well, the reason we were able to run the football so great last year was because we've got a quarterback who can run, yeah, he's still here. We've got a great offensive line. Guess what? <laughs> They're all still back. Isaac's back. We should be a better offensive line yeah. this year than we were last year. Why the hell aren't we running the football? Oh, I can hear it, Johnny Mac. Now, I don't have it in front of me, so I'll I have to reread the, the interview. I'll try to do it during the break, but I think most of his opportunity talk, because he talked about this last year, was in relation to his injuries. He acknowledges he's got to be on the field. Um, and, you know, he mentioned, I know he mentioned something about his broken hand. Look, you can't, there's certain injuries you can't prevent. If you break your hand, you break your hand. There are other injuries where he acknowledges he's got to do a better job. He's got to be on the field. He understands he has to be on the field. If he's on the field, uh, he's going to get more opportunities. As far as the Eagles as a whole, running the football more than they did last year, I mean, the odds are drastically against that. And if they do, that's a very bad sign. And if we go all the way back to the beginning of the show, Jody, if they do that and they're forced to do that, well, they're turning the page on Jalen Hurts, period. End of sentence. If they have to do that. All right. Now I'm going to, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire here. Since you went back there, I didn't take you back there. You went back there. Who's it going to be and how are they going to get that done? I know this is that it's a very difficult question. Shoot. It's an unfair question, but I'm going to ask you to go there since you went there. I'm just guiding you and, and taking you there. If someone else other than Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback, how are they going to pull that off? Give me they got the they, they got it. They they my at that point to me, they would rather, and again, the, the hard part of that point is you don't know who's going to be available from a veteran perspective. But their preference is give, give me give me a name and I'll tell you, yeah, you know that's legit, John, or get the you know what out of here. He's well, not gonna become available. Because the veteran is not the route they're gonna do. They're gonna do every just like they did the Carson Wentz here. They're going to do everything humanly possible to go up in the draft and get one of those two quarterbacks. Who knows? Who For a couple of reasons, Jody. Um, and there might be another name in the mix by that point as well because next year's is supposed to be uh, a very good quarterback draft very early in the process. But so say you got to get up. You know, it's really difficult to get up to one or two, and they got up to two with Carson Wentz. They started at 13. Remember that, Jody. And they went up twice to get up to two um, for two reasons. One, again, if you go out and get a proven veteran quarterback, you're going to have to pay him $40, 50000000 million on top of what you have to do to get him. Right. If you draft a quarterback – it's still expensive as the first or second pick, but rep, but comparing to a veteran quarterback, it's a drop in the bucket. You have the fifth year option. You can build up better around a young quarterback. So they will do everything possible to get Bryce young, CJ Stroud, 
or quarterback number three, the mystery door that jumps up in the draft. They will do everything possible to get in the top 10, top five, wherever they got to do, veteran players, draft picks, whatever they have to do to get that quarterback. Here's what I will tell you now, uh, again, very prematurely, and I'll probably have egg on my face because of this. You better get into the top three. Unlike this past year, which was absolutely the exception, not the rule, as Jimmy Kemsky pointed out to us earlier, one quarterback taken in the first two rounds. Kenny Pickett, number 20, another quarterback not taken till the third round. That's not happening again. Quarterbacks will be back in the neighborhood. They always are at the top of the draft. Young and Stroud will both be off the board in the first two or three picks. They'll probably go one, two. They may go one, three. You need to be up there. You got to be in the top three. And if the Eagles find a way, even if it goes bad, they got to run the football more than they pass the football. They're still going to win nine or 10 games, John. That pick is not going to be all that well, good. Yeah, but and where as, you and I disagree, I, said, I think the Saints are going to be okay this year. I think they'll be right around a 500 team again. So you're talking about two mid-round, first-round draft picks. I don't think that gets you into the top three. Well, they've done it before. They started in the 13 during the Carson Wentz year. They were able to take advantage of the Miami Dolphins, who uh, they seem to do every few years. I believe they went up to eight first, and then they went from eight to two. Um, they're very inventive, you know. They, How he they, better be at his most creative to, to be able to pull it off if both of the first-round draft picks they have end up where I think they're going to end up. Well, yeah, but then you're you're dismissing the – there's a kid from Stanford. I forget his name. There's the kid from Kentucky, Will Levis, I believe. Um, there's uh, uh, another – Anthony Richardson from Florida are, are some of the guys. You're going to have more than two quarterbacks in the top ten, Jody more than two quarterbacks in the top 10 this year. Now, here's the problem from my perspective. You're going to have about four or five teams going heavy after those quarterbacks. So it's not only going to be you. Right. Uh, it's going to be other teams as well. But when I compare the Eagles and their uh, maneuverability, they've proven they can get things done. Again, I like Howie Roseman, dislike Howie Roseman. He has proven – consistently he can get things done what i think the bigger problem is and this is again very uh far out projection doing some guessing here i think the worst teams in the league are going to be the ones that need the quarterback well yeah that's usually the way it is the dumpster fire that is the new york giants if they've got the second pick of the draft you think they're going to do deal with the eagles to let the eagles get to two i don't think so they're going to sit there and they're going to take quarterback no, you're right. And it's, you know, if you're a mediocre team, it's probably going to be very difficult to get the top two, which we think are going to be the top two. And who knows what happens? And that's uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud or vice versa. So you're probably going to be more in the conversation. I got to look up that Stanford kid's name. Um, Tanner, Tanner McKee. Right. Um, uh, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, you're probably going to be in the conversation more for those quarterbacks. Um, but and and the year's got to play out. The college year's got to play out. But trust me, 
people are going to be excited about another quarterback beyond uh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So there's going to be options. And, you know, you can't keep, even though the Eagles have done a wonderful job of this, you can't keep assuming uh, we'll just kick the can the next year and we'll have the assets to go get somebody at that point. When you have the assets, you better use them. Now, the Eagles had the assets this year, and Jimmy pointed out, which I've gotten past this, and I'm glad he pointed it out, people people don't realize the Eagles already tried to get better this offseason. They like to forget about it. They like you to forget about it. They want to put the men in black mind uh, uh, racing device up there, which worked on me, by the way, and that's why I'm glad Jimmy brought it up. They wanted Russell Wilson. They wanted Deshaun Watson. They would have drafted a quarterback, probably, if this year's draft had C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and the kid from Stanford and Will Levis and everybody else. They probably already would have drafted a quarterback, and we'd be talking about that quarterback right now, Jody. Um, They will act because they have the assets to act, and they know they're not always going to have those assets to act. I'm just afraid those assets might not be as valuable as we think they're going to be. The only thing that's going to put an actual value on them is how the season goes and where they have uh, those picks in the first round and the fact that there's a couple of teams. As much as the Eagles are not a lock going forward with their franchise quarterbacks, oh, there are teams in much worse shape than the Eagles this year and are going to have a desperate need going forward So they're going to need to hold on to those high first-round draft picks. Howie Roseman's going to have to make a very lopsided trade if he wants to get high enough to get one of those QBs. All right, uh, Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports. Our bud is going to jump aboard next here with Mac and Mac on Birds 365. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Streaming on in the birds 365. Do us a favor, do yourself a favor, hit that like button. Uh, we appreciate your being part of the show, appreciate all the guys putting in the streamer comments, and we appreciate when guests say, Yeah, you know, I'll come on with you too and talk some Eagles football. Jeff Kerr's done just that, as he does whenever we ask. Thank you very much, Mr. Kerr. How's your summer going? Oh, it's going good, Jody. I mean, I already got Eagles fans in an uproar last week over when Laurie said he's going to bring back the Kelly Green uniforms. And I just happened to be watching a 1995 Eagles game. I think they were playing. Oh, it was the playoff win over the Lions. And I'm like, wait a minute. Where did the black outline go on these jerseys? When did Laurie get rid of that? Well, he got rid of them the first year Ray Rhodes was coach. And that was the last year of the Kelly Green. So when he says 86 to 95 jerseys, well, which one? Because you changed them. Uh, yeah, you spend way too much yeah, time looking at freaking uniforms. You really do, Jeff Carr. You got to stop like that. You. Get the hell off YouTube. Yeah. Don't be paying attention to the humor uniforms. Yeah. Pay attention to the play. <laughs> you want me to get off YouTube? I'm on YouTube. Now, I think it was I, – I bring this up. I, I think it was Ruben Frank who told you, Jody, five minutes after the game is over, I couldn't tell you what they were wearing. Right. That is me to a T. I could not even stink and tell you. I, people, I I I say all the time, Jeff. People tweet me during the week, game week. Hey, do you know what the Eagles are wearing? And I hate to be a a, a dick, but I'm a I'm like I don't give a flying okay. you know what. I yeah. don't care what they're wearing, you know. And ultimately, I don't think fans care if they get beat by four touchdowns and they're in Kelly Green. I think they're going to be pretty stinking upset if they win by four touchdowns and they're. And Frankfurt Yellow Jackets gear, I think they're going to be fine with it. I they really do. They scored 56 points when they wore the Frankfurt, the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets gear, so they should bring them back. Yeah, they were ugly. But, yeah. you know, I think if they brought them back for good and they won the Super Bowl, I think everybody would be 100% fine with it. I would agree with that. Um, All right, uh, JK, we're, uh, and you know we love you, but we're here to beat you up today. And we know it's not your fault, too, but we don't care. Yeah, we're, uh, we're blaming you for your cohorts at CBS. You're, you're getting all the CBSSports.com hate today. Uh, Miles Sanders went down the road of, hey, it feels like we're part of an all-star team. And it evokes the memory of the dream team here in Philadelphia. He said it. He can't take it back. You guys put it out there. And, yeah, it was kind of your job, but uh, you're rubbing salt and wounds here in Philadelphia. Will it have any effect whatsoever on the Eagles, or is this going to be a forgotten story two weeks from now? I think it'll be a forgotten story. I mean, I'm sure someone will remember it in October or November if they go off to a two and five, three and six start. But if you don't believe your team's an all star team in June, who's going to believe it for you? Like, I'm sure the Jacksonville Jaguars actually think they're a really good football team right now, and they, they should. Every team should believe they have a shot. To win the Super Bowl. Should Miles Sanders have said it? Probably not. Uh, I don't think he understands the history of 
those comments. As now he was 14, Jeff. I looked it up. He was 14 when Vince Young made those comments. He was 14. So he might have remembered those. I remember when Vince Young said, I'm like, ah, oh, hold on. Bump the brakes here, buddy. This team ain't that good. And yeah. plus, it, plus, Miles is from Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh area. Probably didn't pay any attention to the Eagles. Was more of a Steelers guy. So, you know, he doesn't know. But uh, everybody would prefer... You know, I shouldn't say everybody. I mean, from a coach's perspective, everybody wants their stuff run like Nick Saban. So you'd prefer everybody to be like Jalen Hurts and say, rat poison this, rat poison that. Never say anything that can be taken anywhere with anything. But that's no fun. Who cares? And like you brought up a good point, Jeff. What do you expect, Bob? What would you rather have a guy who's like, oh shucks, I don't know. We're 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 mediocre, the shrinking violet. I, I don't know. We have all these issues, or we're an all-star team. I'd rather have the all-star team guy. Have some confidence in yourself. And Miles Sanders said that, you know, if Cody is uh, my colleague Cody Benjamin, when he asked Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders said, Oh, we suck. I think that would go oh, yeah. That is much worse then we're an all-star team. People just laugh at you and say, all right, slow it down, big guy. You guys know the greatest quote ever is uh, Peyton Manning at the Pro Bowl calling Mike Van- Van- Vanderjack the idiot kicker who got liquored up. That, that's that's true. the greatest quote uh, of all time. I, I think the greatest uh, pro football coach, well, it goes John uh, McKay. But number two is Tom Moore. And Tom Moore was asked once about, uh, I think it was Super Bowl week, he got asked uh, from somebody who doesn't cover, doesn't understand how practice works, I guess. You know, how come you don't practice with your backup quarterback more, you know, to get him ready in case? And Tom Moore said, if 18 gets hurt, we're we're fucked. So we don't practice fuck. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful quote. Well, John, John McKay did have, he might have the greatest Yeah, quote. he had the greatest quote. He had the greatest quote. You can and, go and, Tom Moore. I'll go Jim Mora because inflection is everything. Playoffs. Playoffs. Playoffs was good. Danny it, Green it, it, was it, good it, with the with the crown. Yeah, uh, the Chicago true. Bears. He was you good. You know what's sad they, they about that? With, I actually knew were. what Danny Green was saying when he said that because I think yeah. he wanted to prove they weren't that good, and he did for fifty-seven minutes of that. Yeah, fifty-seven <laughs> minutes of the game. What do you want to crown him? Yeah. Unfortunately, you got to play 60. All right, Carver, further chance to beat you up because of one of your co-workers' work. Uh, Patrick Walker, are you and Patrick boys? Are you tight? Oh, we're boys. Yeah, we're, we're boys. Uh, we, okay. we go back and forth on Eagles-Cowboys banter all year. All right. Uh, he put out a list this week of the top 10 cornerbacks in football. Um, can't disagree with uh, Jalen Ramsey being at the top of it. I do believe he's the uh, best quarterback, cornerback in the National Football League. But I'm I'm looking here for a de- number two, Xavier Howard. Number three, J.C. Jack. Number four, Marshawn Lattimore. Number five, Trayvon Dick. Number six, who's number six? It's got to be uh, a big place. Like Denzel Washington, number seven. Kenny Moore of the Colts at number seven. Number eight, Tredavious White of the Bills. He's a pretty good player. Uh, number nine, A.J. Terrell. Really? Already? He's cracked the top ten, A.J. Terrell? He's good. He's, yeah. he's very good. He's very good, A.J. Terrell. Better he's than Darius Slay. 
I I put AJ Terrell at number two on my corner. Wow, wow. really? I, I, yeah. I have him on a top ten list. I, I don't yeah. know if I'd have two right. I have him right behind Jalen Ramsey, second best corner in football in my mind. Here's the thing, Ramsey is still, in my opinion, he might be the best one, but he did not have a great playoff. So no, he didn't. He was hurt, and yeah. everybody gets beat. Uh, well, that's part of the problem because I think. Especially when you get beat in high-profile situations, and he got beat twice in high-profile situations. People are like, lockdown corners don't exist anymore. Mm. You're going to get beat in the NFL. Yeah. You're going to get beat. And no one gets so, beat like Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. So to me, it's about how difficult do you make it. And that's why I like uh, Ramsey. I like uh, I, I do like Darius a lot. I think he's top five probably five six somewhere in that range Darius was in the top 10 if i no no um he should be certainly yeah, should be top. kenny moore was the one who kenny's a slot corner it's like come on you can't yeah. be in the top 10 it's like you can't i'm sorry you my, can't be my, my kenny moore story is he called me out on twitter a couple of years ago really because i said the colts needed to upgrade at cornerback and i said you know kenny moore's a nice player but kenny moved to the outside and he said, I didn't know anything about football, this or that, and I'm clueless. I said, all right, Kenny, whatever. I said, go move to the outside and prove me wrong. Ooh. So, Ooh. so you get so blocked? They, you, you get on a guy's case, he actually takes you on. John, they just block. Yeah, John they just block me. I'm blocked block by, block by Jalen Rager. Does that count? Yeah, I'm blocked by Jalen. No, it doesn't. He blocked everybody, okay. um, except for very few. And I've been nice to Jalen Rager, so I'm upset. If you're listening, Jalen, I've been very, very fair compared to other people. It's a, again, uh, it's not Jalen Rager's fault. The Eagles still came over Justin Jefferson. No. Um, getting back to Slay, so I'm trying to think of who I have. I have Terrell Berry. Xavier Howard, I have no problem with. I'm looking at the list. JJ, JC Jackson, big playmaker. I'd have him behind Slay. Marshawn Lattimore is very good. I don't mind the list. Trayvon Diggs, big play guys you mentioned, also gets beat. I put Slay ahead of him, even though he's a tremendous playmaker. Denzel Ward is a good player. Kenny Moore. Yeah, but does yeah. Denzel Ward have to prove it this year coming back from injury? He did not uh, have as good a year last year. He's had good years in his career, but he was not as good last year, and I think it had a lot to do yeah, with it. He injuries, played 15 games. He's got to kind of prove it to me again this year. He played 15 of the 17 games. Did so. he? Yeah, I, mean, I would have thought he would have missed more. I think Denzel Ward should probably be on a top 10 list. Uh, yeah, yeah Tredavis is a very good player. Uh, Marlon Humphrey is a tremendous player. I think Jair Alexander is the guy who didn't play last year. So it's tough yeah, to put him. Play, I, I don't even know if he played it down last year. I'm trying to remember him playing. Yeah, he played four games. Yeah, he played time. early. Yeah. He is a tremendous cover corner. Uh, but he's got to prove he's healthy. But he would vault into the top five easily. I mean, I love that kid, Jair Alexander. Yeah, same here. Uh, Slay, he's got to be in the top ten, though. I, I, would. I mean, the guy literally goes by Slay. You're good yeah. enough to be in the top ten just on that alone. Now, where I have a problem with this list is the honorable mention category. They're, now, not Derek. Darius is in there. But then it's a bunch of reputation guys. Chris Harris, Patrick oh, yeah, he's Peterson. Not he, he's not good anymore. Um, 
He's not even signed right now, I don't think. No, Chris Harris isn't. Byron Jones. William Jackson's a pretty good player. Marcus Peters, you know, we I'm all know great. Marcus. Marcus Peters is really underrated. The he's he's, uh, he's beast or famine. He's going to make a lot of plays, take a lot. He's like Trayvon Diggs, not as. But he can do that with Marlon Humphrey next to him. Yeah. Uh, Bradbury's in there. Probably shouldn't be coming off last year, but good player. Gilmore, again, aging. Not nearly the player he once was. And Patrick Sertan, who's, you know, he's going to be really great. To me, there's not enough of those Patrick Sertans and too many of the Patrick Petersons of the world. I actually I actually think Sertan's going to be better than Terrell. Uh, that's how good I think I, he is. It's only a matter of time before. I actually put Patrick Sertan. I got Broncos fans all, all in uproar because I put... Patrick Sertan as an underappreciated player on the Broncos. I had to list one in every AFC team. Broncos fans were like, we appreciate him. I'm like, but does everybody around the league do? Yeah, uh, we know you do. But I don't know if some <laughs> people know who Patrick Sertan is. Yeah. Well, they know. They should know his dad. But, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be a really, really good player. His dad was on a really good secondary, too, with Sam Madison and Brock Marion. And, by the way, if, if, if Patrick Sertan – or J.C. Horn dropped to the Eagles, Devontae Smith wouldn't be here. True. They were taking one of those two guys. Uh, and Horn was probably ahead of Patrick Sertan, which I think would have been a mistake for the Eagles. J.C. Horn had a really good year last year, too, before he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Uh, he's a good player, too. But I think Sertan's a little bit a little bit better. A little bit safer, too. Maybe that's why. A little so bit do safer. I. All right. Uh, J.K., need you on the record. Uh, John and I have been kicking this around for a while. We got Jimmy Kemsky on the record earlier. The Eagles starting quarterback position nine months from now. The season will unfold. Jalen Hurts will do what he's going to do. So basically, I'm asking you to project and predict what he is going to do as far as the season goes and then how it's going to play out thereafter. Will this time next year or uh, late April after the draft is uh, come and gone, will the Eagles starting quarterback be Jalen Hurts with a nice fat $100 million contract extension in his back pocket, Jalen Hurts being asked and or told he's going to be playing for the Eagles again as the starting QB on the last and final year of his rookie deal, or someone not named Jalen Hurts, that the Eagles will go out and get the quarterback of the future either via the draft or a trade for a veteran free a uh, sign a free agent, probably not uh, get a, uh, do a trade for a veteran quarterback, which is the most likely scenario for the Eagles starting quarterback position at the end of April next year. Extension for Hertz hurts last year of his contract, somebody other than hurts. What's so the Jim, starting quarterback position going to be? Jalen Hurts's wallet is going to get a lot fatter. If he does these three things, the Eagles win the NFC East, the Eagles win the playoff game, and he plays well. And well, I mean like 3,500 yards passing, 700 yards rushing, basically goes mini Josh Allen on us. And, you know, he is the sole reason why the Eagles go from a good team to a Super Bowl contender. He's He will make any cent he deserves at that point. I think it's going to be in between that and you're the starting quarterback in 2022 or 2023. So I, I think he will be the starting quarterback for 2023, barring a major catastrophe, which I don't think is going to happen. I, I think he is a guy that's clearly going to get better every year. I, I don't think he ever is going to 
be a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes, but he just reminds me of a guy like he's just going to work and work and work, and he will get in that conversation as a top 10 quarterback. Down All there. right, so you're in disagreement with John because John's got somebody else coming in here to take over. We're I mean, asking they, you they to project. Did you didn't give me an answer. It's going to be one or the other. Is he getting the extension or is he playing on the last year of his rookie deal? I say he gets an extension. Okay. I'll say he. So we got all three bases covered. Yeah. I think he's going to still be on the fourth year of his rookie deal. You think he's getting the extension. McMullen thinks they're going in another direction. Well, timing as well, I'm going to remember, and I go back to 2018. Remember the timing as well. Um, Jordan Mailata, day before the regular season. Josh Sweat, in season. Avante Maddock, in season. Uh, Dallas Goddard, um, November. Uh, he was the last. Um, it's not going to happen by this time either way, um, but they will be working towards an extension if they believe Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. So to me, it's not about when he signs the extension. I think I think Carson Wentz was in June, if I remember correctly. So quarterbacks tend to be more important for obvious reasons to organizations. They want to get things locked up as quickly as possible. So I think, you know, for an extension, right, you're so probably talking about June. Are you are you asking me to move the goalpost, John? I'll do just yes, that for you. Because so, well, Opening I know. Opening day of the 2023 season. Not a year from now. Yes. Opening day of well, 2023. you're a stickler, Jody. I got no problems with that, John. You're right. I'll ask the same question of both of you then. Opening day of 2023, what will be the Eagles' starting quarterback situation? Will it be Jalen Hurts with an extension, Jalen Hurts on the last year's rookie deal, or someone other than that? I say JK, you first. I, I, I say Jalen Hurts. I, I just think he'll have that extension by now. But by that point, I think they'll say he's the quarterback, uh, much to a lot of the vocal minority chagrin on Jalen Hurts. But – I think he's going uh, – by the way, what is the hatred with Jalen Hurts? I'm still – hatred. Tremendous, uh, tremendous. I, I get guy, people tremendous. on my social media accounts all the time. He can't do this. He can't do that. I'm like, okay, how would you like if I told you you can't do this or you can't do that? Well, it's you have both sides. You also have, like I'll say to Jody's question, undetermined rookie uh, is going to be um, the, the future is how I'll describe it, uh, the future of the Eagles. Uh, well, here's the other be, thing. Can the Eagles get Bryce Young? Yeah. <laughs> are they going to suck enough to get Bryce Young? If, if they are, sure. But well, I, they're they're I, not going to they're not going to suck that badly to be in position to draft Bryce Young. They're going to have to jump through hoops to do the Carson Wentz thing, jump up from thirteen to eight to two, something of that nature. They're going to have to do to pull something off like that, but. Howie Roseman has proven he will move mountains to do something Actually, like that. Actually, you know what, John? I take this back. They might not have to suck enough to get Bryce Young because if the New Orleans Saints are good, and I think Dennis Allen is a god-awful head coach, they <laughs> might not have to do anything. The Saints could just go 5-12. and 12 and right. Now, see, I, J- Jody and I have discussed that. I'm, I don't think the Saints are, are a contender. Um, but I don't think they're that bad. They have too much talent to completely fall off the table. I, I think they're an eight-win football team, honestly. Yeah, probably probably around 500. Right. You can't be 500 now, thanks NFL, but probably around 500. 
would 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 I say the Saints? But that's the future of the Eagles will be a predetermined, uh, a to be determined rookie quarterback. And 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 Jody's to answer Jody's question. Right. So even though sense. we moved the goalpost, the answer's still the same. Yeah. JK's going extension. You're going uh, to be determined rookie, and I'm sticking with. Yeah, he's still going to be on the last year of his contract. But he's here's where, and, and and that's where this is too much context. I know people don't like context, but here's where, Jody, your path to being correct is: you can't get a quarterback, can't get a quarterback, and then you just say, "All right, we got to go Jalen Hurts," but I'm not extending him. Just let him play on his that's, fourth that's year. That's what I've been saying now for two days. That's exactly no. what I think is going to happen, Johnny Mac. He's got to on trees. But they really don't. But here's where we differ. That is a decision, Jody. You don't think that's a decision. That is a clear indication from the organization that they are trying to get better at quarterback. They are trying to get a quarterback. They are turning the page on Jalen Hurts. He is a stopgap at that point, a stopgap, an official, put it anyway, trademark, bridge, stopgap, band-aid, Whatever you want to call it, quarterback. That's well, what I, we get. John, well, I, well, I, they do definitely want us to forget that they did try to get a Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, they, they oh, do yeah. want us to forget that. It's, right. oh, yeah. it's like the bad movie. Just okay, we're we're gonna rewrite it. It's this is our this is our actor. We we got rid of Matthew McConaughey, and you know we we we're giving you I don't know, pick an actor, guys. And and John, I understand the point you could try and make, but I'll just say. Please tell me the date that someone from the Eagle organization is going to come out and go, yes, we've made a decision. Jalen's not our guy, but he's going to be the quarterback this year anyway. Not happening. So well, a decision it, 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 within it, the Eagles' well, inner sanctum yeah. is one thing. Jimmy, Jimmy. When it actually becomes an action with the team, then I'll give it some credence. All right. Well, I can't, I can't get you – I can't force anyone to believe things, but I will – point you to what Jimmy said in the first hour when we were talking about I think the linebackers and Jimmy said oh I forget if this is on the record or off the record oh who cares we'll just say it and he gave you some information that he probably shouldn't have given you but nonetheless we got stuff off the record Jody you know again you don't have to believe it I I I can't force you to believe it. We are we are allowed in to some decisions, is how I will describe it. Sometimes you can't get things done that you want to get done, and there are reasons I can tell you the Eagles, oh, wholeheartedly, for instance, one after Marcus Williams in free agency, okay. weren't able to get it done. Oh, trust me on that one. That's all I'll say. I'm getting Fair in enough. trouble, Jimmy. They, it, it is made clear uh, uh, certain decisions. That's how I'll describe it. I feel them going after Marcus Williams is one of the worst kept secrets in football, by the way. I, well, that's I thought you said they were after. That's, that, that's why, because, yeah, some and people we're don't. Going, uh, we're going real inside baseball here, one of yeah. Big Bone's favorite phrases. I'll tell you that even off the record, you will not get Howie Roseman and or Nick Sirianni to cop to Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback, but we have every intention of going to someone else before the 2023 season starts. They're not giving that to you even off the record. 
they may behind closed doors have already come to that decision, but it's all going to be speculation on Jody McDonald, John McMullen, Jeff Kerr's part. You're not going to be able to get that on or off the record. The Eagles will never tell you that. Demonstrably false because we've already gotten it. We ever found that out? Previously, be kicked out of the Novacare complex. They probably went less. Well, there's a there's a reason, and now that it's over, uh, you know, there's a reason so many reporters are are concrete on on Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson and the Eagles' interest in them. That's all I'll say. Because I, I can't get in trouble. I feel bad for my buddies in Carolina right now. Uh, Travis Hancock, T-Bone, and those guys on the morning show. They're getting slammed for the Panthers' interest in Deshaun Watson. And then they stated, hey, you know, until we find out all the facts, why not go get this guy? Well, now they know a lot of the facts. And they, they want to stay away from him. And they're like, well, we're glad we we didn't have to deal with this mess. And they're going to oh, you wanted him, you wanted him. And they, they go, yeah, we did until we – knew everything that was really going on with this guy. And now it's, I'm just glad the Eagles didn't stick their hand in that hornet's nest. Yeah. But you know, I think with Deshaun, I think ultimately it wouldn't have mattered anyway, because I don't think the Eagles would have went near the contract Cleveland gave him. So even if he considered them, yeah. Even if they were in the finals with say Atlanta um, and it was a three horse race, I don't think, they would have went to where Cleveland went with the contract. So I think they would have been saved by that anyway. Um, there just weren't going to be that team to set that precedent. Uh, and, and, but Russell, I mean, look, it's well known this team, which is by the way, a bunch of, you know what, to begin with, if you love Russell Wilson so much, pick him in the second round. And by the way, if you pick him in the first round, it would have turned out to be one of the greatest draft picks in the history mm-hmm. of the year. If you loved him so much, what are you waiting for? The well, third we wanted round? him. We wanted him at this value. No, no, you get him yeah. now. That's why you drafted Jalen Hurts in yeah. the second round because you wanted him. Yeah, exactly. Right, but see, at least they at least they learned their lesson that they could have had Russell Wilson. They waited. They tried to get that one yeah. more round in to wait. They said, no, 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 no. We can't have this this time. Yeah. We're gonna go second round with. Uh, our, our present starting quarterback, and I didn't have a dr- problem with the draft pick at that time. And now that's all we're going to talk about. For and the they got Nick Foles, by the way, that year. They won a Super Bowl with the guy they picked. Yeah. This guy's yeah, but, Foss does. All right, Bunch and, of twists and turns along the way. We, we got to get the heck out of here, but let's see if you guys uh, think of this the same way I do. And, again, I'm going to annoy Eagle Nation here. The Eagles drafting Nick Foles became irrelevant when they traded him. And he was released by another team, and oh, they didn't pick him up as their backup quarterback. That Andy Reid had to rehabilitate his career before the Eagles said, "Yeah, let's take Nick Foles back." So uh, Nick Foles drafting the Eagles don't get any credit no. for yeah, because he won the Super Bowl after being washed out with two other teams before he came back here to Philadelphia. There's Nick Foles, the draftee, and Nick Foles, the reclamation project savior. To me, those are two different individuals. This is why I never liked Chip Kelly. I really didn't like Chip Kelly the second he shipped Nick Foles out of here for Sam Bradford. I said, does this guy, like, just not want to win football games? The only time he wins is when he had Nick Foles. And he tries to tell you, oh, my offense can rub at Mark Sanchez. and My offense can do this. It didn't go as well as he thought. So let's run it back with Nick Foles. No, we're going to trade for Sam Bradford. And then we're going to get you in this – 
temper 10 preseason hype. It's yeah, I mean, for training the Eagles to Jody's point, the Eagles deserve credit for 27 and two and the stuff that happened before they traded that year. Yeah, they traded for Sam Bradford. Um, but yeah, after nothing, yeah, I mean, he Nick was going to retire twice. Yeah, he was. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> Right. My only point is there are two different Nick Foles. The Nick Foles who was drafted was not the Nick Foles who won the Super Bowl. I know. Same name, same guy, same body. When you trade him and he washes out where you traded him and he goes to another team, your ex-coach, Andy Reid, and then you pick him up off the, sorry to use this phrase, but it's accurate, scrap heap. And he comes in and wins the Super Bowl. That's a whole nother Nick Foles. That's not the same guy you drafted in the third round after you couldn't get your hands on Russell Wilson. The greatest free agent sign Eagles ever. Everybody loves to talk about this. Also, I'll tell you what it is. It was Nick Foles bringing him back five years. Oh, come on. Stop it, Jeff. Stop. You're going to kill us for like three weeks. I was I said lucky. that whole year yeah. they worked in the Mississippi. Hey. Nick Foles had to be the quarterback. It's nice. They got, he, he, he went on a nice run. Let's not re-legislate. He went on a nice run, and he got hot at the right time. I, I, I've always compared it to, to Benny Johnson, the microwave, the old NBA player. He got hot at the right time. You know, if Benny was on one of his streaks, you would want him for that day, you would want him over Isaiah Thomas or Joe Dumars. Long-term, You'd want Isaiah Thomas or Joe Dumars, right. not Benny Johnson. That's Nick Foles. He got on a hot streak at the right stinking time. He deserves all the credit in the world for it, but he is what he is. And he's not. Well, that's fine. That was a one-year deal, and it was better than Chase Daniel. So I said the Eagles got a decent, who was pretty decent his year in Kansas City. So I loved it when they brought him back. I didn't say make Nick the starter or anything. If Carson would ever go down. At least they got something. Well, they got something. And well, you're Chase right. He got Daniel, high at the right yeah, time. I mean, I he mean, has the highest completion percentage in NFL playoff history, McMullen. Yeah, I know. I know Ruben Frank. I know Jeff Kerr. I know Nick Bowles. Nick Bowles that. I'd rather have Gardner Minshew as my backup quarterback. Oh, man. I'll be honest with you. Right now, you, like, all Gardner Eagles fans were thinking, I'd rather have Gar- If I had to win a game tomorrow, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. I like him as a backup quarterback now, but I can't believe – I'll tell you what, I think the Indianapolis Colts are pretty happy Nick Foles is their backup. Now, you know Nick Foles is going to beat the Eagles this year. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion that uh, Matty Ryan was Nick gonna... Foles is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. And you, I like Nick. I, I'll I like you what, personally. When you retire from this business, I'm going to get you an autographed portrait of Nick and the guy who should be haunted, Jeff Kerr mentioned it earlier. You're exactly right. The guy who should be more haunted than anyone else, Chip Kelly. He's the guy who ran him out of town. He, he's Not still Kerr, haunted. I, I root for nothing but that man yeah. to fail, Jody Mack. I root for nothing for that man to fail. Hey, man. I never saw sharper seven-on-seven practices in my life with Sam Bradford. Yeah. Paul never See, hit the that ground. Was, we found out that was a mistake, too, because no one should practice because you don't want to no. get hurt. Uh, practice is the most overrated thing in football. By the way, I, Chip started all of that. All of it. It all started with Chip I'll Kelly. What, get Chip Kelly would have stopped being so hard-headed. Deshaun Jackson would, would still be in the – he'd still be an Eagle now. He probably would have been the Eagle on the Super Bowl team. He, he, he would never left. Deshaun Jackson and Chip, Ke- and Chip Kelly were a marriage made in heaven. Boy. And Chip said, no, nah, I don't need you. 
Eagles fans want the 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 50 players they like and they want them for the rest of time. They never want to turn the page. He was still good though in those years in Washington. He killed it. Yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun, the Eagles shouldn't have. It, that was a personality thing. Um, you know, Chip didn't like him. The, the whole gang ties thing. Mm. Uh, don't Carter, bring up Elliot. Uh, we we officially be out of time. We appreciate you coming on board. This was fun. Uh, it's always fun when you hop on with us. We'll get you back up in a couple weeks, brother. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, CBSSports.com and uh, a key fill-in guy. We use him here a lot on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. All right, John McMullen and Jody McDonald, we got to come back. We got to put a bow on this show. at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Guys, here on Birch 365. All right, we only got a couple minutes left. We'll play a couple minutes over. 
because we were two minutes late starting the show because McDonald the idiot wasn't paying attention to the clock and I'm doing research for the show and I look up, oh shoot, it's 9.59 uh, or 7.59, whatever time it was. Uh, so we'll, we'll stay till two minutes after. Uh, tomorrow's show. Uh, one of my faves, Bob Groth, is going to join us. Cynical bastard that he is. He makes me laugh <laughs> every single time we get him on. And we're also going to have Joe Santa Liquido on. And much like with Jeff Curd Day, we told Jeff, sorry, we're going to bust your chops because of uh, work that others have done at CBSSports.com, not putting Darius Slay on a top 10 quarterback. How do you make a list with Slay? It's not one of the top 10 quarterbacks. Um, uh, we'll go ahead and I'll go ahead at least and tell you that I'm going to bust Santa Liquido's chops tomorrow because on Philly Voice, he did an article this week on will A.J. Brown be the new Eagles T.O.? I think he did that on Bleeding Green Nation. What did I say? I want to get Billy Voice. Voice. Uh, Bleeding he Green writes Nation. for both. So thank, I just thank you for correcting Green. me. You are correct. It was on Bleeding Green Nation. Um, I sure as hell hope not. Because we talk about lightning rod players. Nick Foles is a lightning rod player. Usually a quarterback. Oh, my God. Thanks, Kerr, by the way, for going down that rabbit hole on June 30th, 2022. Thanks. Now That's I got okay. That's why we have him on. Um, I know how great T.O. was. I know what kind of a player T.O. was. I know that T.O. lifted the uh, Eagles organization to ice they hadn't seen. And he was also the biggest pain in the rear end ever in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles walking out on practice, forcing his hand to be traded. There's the good and there's the bad to T.O. I try to acknowledge both. Some people refuse to acknowledge the downside of Owens and have that great tunnel vision to only remember what he did right, which was a lot on the football field, and just uh, live in Never Never World that there was never any issues or problems with T.O. So when you make a statement or do a story like, will he be the next T.O.? I'm sorry. I have to take everything into consideration of what the Terrell yeah. Owens era was here in Philadelphia. And I sure as hell hope that A.J. Brown doesn't bring the negative aspects that Terrell Owens did. Oh, I'll take all the production on the field that T.O. had. Yeah. But I just hope I don't, there's... I don't think you have to worry about it with A.J. Brown. I assume he is a very understated uh, person for a wide receiver. He's not the typical diva wide receiver. He put out a hype video this week, Johnny Mac. Yeah, well, that's part of social media. That's part of his, you know, part of the new generation. He just doesn't have that. I mean, T.O. was nuts. Twi Bottom Twitter, line. Twitter wasn't what it was when T.O. Yeah. was T.O. 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 was nuts. Speaking of nuts, before we get out of here, since we have to go, uh, did you see this? Uh, somebody called up uh, WFAN, one of your other, uh, on Boomer's show. I forget. Who does Boomer do the show with? Uh, it's Greg not Greg Carton. Greg, Greg Giannotti, want to give him credit. Somebody called up uh, WFAN, a Giants fan who was playing tennis on a South Jersey tennis court and claims Nick Sirianni had a problem with him wearing Giants gear and said uh, the Giants and Brian Dayball suck and to take it off. Then they nearly got in a fight. I find that very hard to believe that Nick Sirianni is doing that. But the one part of it is... Nick does live in the South Jersey town. Uh, so I, I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know what to think of that, except competition. He's very competitive. The, and again, wasn't there, not a fly on the wall. I got no bloody idea. If you're asking me to guess what happened, I think Nick, Nick Sirianni might have said that. Oh, I think it was probably pried out of him by a giant fan. Yeah. Who egged oh, him yeah. He's not going up. He's not going up to people. Like yeah. He's not going up to people and saying, taking off your giant's cap. Come right. on. Stop. But if, if properly provoked, could Nick Sirianni have said something like that? Oh, yeah. Nick, oh, I'll believe he was provoked, but I'll also believe that he might have said something like that. Yeah. But not just Nick, because he was a, flexing on some giant fan in South Georgia. I don't believe that no. for a millisecond. By the way, Nick is a Nick Nick has got a temper and and he's he's a big guy too. He might want to not mess with him. Uh, on the tennis court, you can get yourself in trouble. All right, uh, we'd be out of time. Partner, good one tomorrow with Santa Liquido and Groats joining us. Good one today. Thank Kemsky and Kurt for hopping aboard. I'm back here tomorrow. Are you? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Hopefully no Nick Bowles wormholes. Keep me out of those, Jody. <laughs> no, we're going down the T.O. wormhole tomorrow when we punch uh, Santa Liquido up. Uh, McDonald and McMullen back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.